you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by none other than Melissa Malini. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited for our chat today because we are going to talk about our favorite topic here on the podcast, which is management. So uh, before we jump into it, there is people around the globe who don't yet know who you are. Let's change that. So tell people a little bit about who you are and how you ended up where you are right now. Yes, I am the founder of Malini Creative, which is a small boutique marketing agency, which I like to call it. Um, I started off as a freelancer specializing in social media management and influencer marketing and have since branched out in the last couple of years to really specialize and hone in on personal brand marketing and paid lots of paid advertising with e-commerce brands and a lot of service-based businesses like coaches and consultants. And I have since in the last two years grown from working solo as a freelancer to growing a bit of a team of what I like to call personal marketers. Um, So yeah, that's a little bit about me and what I like to offer. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned that you recently, or at least in the past, transitioned from sort of the solo business owner to building a bit of a team and so on. What's that journey been like for you? Um, It's been truly a journey, as I like to call it. I've had um, little experience of bringing on um, people to work with me. Uh, And I I realized that as the work, mainly in 2020, when things shifted and people in the last two years have really focused on digital marketing because a lot of because of what was happening with the virus, a lot of businesses that were brick and mortar shut down and they needed to do something else for marketing. So I have had luckily a lot of business coming in and realized that I was not able to handle all of that on my own, even though I really like to do things on my own. So quickly, um, my first hire started as an intern and developed into someone who basically works for me full-time now. And it's been a challenge trying to build a trustworthy team because the nature of the business is you're really involved with brands and um, personal brands, marketing and social media, and you're really marketing themselves. So having other people on the team that you can trust has not necessarily been a challenge, but I you know, I want to find those people that I can work with long-term. So trying to build a team from the ground up with having no experience on bringing on contractors, bringing on full-time people um, has been tough, but I feel like in the last year and a half, I've been able to somewhat navigate the people that I want to bring on board, which has been nice. Um, Like you said, small businesses, a lot of the time start off really jumbled, uh, not really knowing what they're doing. And then from failure, really building up. And that has happened a lot in the last year. You know, we started off really jumbled. We've put um, project management things in place to make us more structured so that we have better systems. Um, So that's really how I've built a team in the last um, year and a half, I would say. 
But from a management standpoint, what do you feel was the biggest challenge in sort of bringing in particularly the first people? Like what, what was that like? And what, what was really the biggest challenge that you saw with it? Not really knowing what I needed at first, um, just feeling like I was very, very busy, but not knowing the type of person I needed to bring on at first. Um, that's why I kind of started off with internships, kind of handing tasks off to people, but then slowly realizing I needed to bring on people that had specific specialties versus people that can kind of do a little bit of everything and taking the time to teach those people that don't necessarily know what I'm doing. Um, so that has been, that was a challenge at first, um, really putting those job descriptions together and not knowing where to start. But I feel like I've learned a lot and knowing that, you know, you need to, you need to bring on people that have a certain specialty so that they can help you um, rather than hurt yourself. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, you, you bump into the biggest issue that most people see, right? Which fundamentally in the early days is that uh, when you're trying to bring in people, it's so easy to just hand over tasks to people. And right. the challenge with that is always that then you don't get people to take responsibility, which means mm -hmm. you end up like you are hiring people and you are becoming a little bit more effective, but the ball or the bucket still stops with you every time, right? So while you right. are saving a little bit of time, you're also creating yourself a gigantic amount of work by doing it. So exactly. Uh, that's that's uh, definitely a that's a challenge most entrepreneurs go through initially, right? But uh, mm -hmm. but it's yeah, it's possible to fight through. It's also possible to do it differently. But uh, many people in the beginning often often you don't have the resources, right? So it's it's hard to it's hard to do it the right way around sometimes. Yeah, yeah and I've realized too that it, it is more time consuming and can be costly to to bring on people that don't know specifically what you're doing. So you have to take the time out of your day to teach them your ways versus bringing on someone who already knows what they're doing can can really take over um, basically all the skills that set the skill set that I have. And so it's a time saver really. And that's what I was looking for um, in the beginning that I didn't really necessarily know that I needed up until probably a year ago. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's the way we're around it, right? The, the challenge is sometimes in the beginning, a lot of companies don't often charge enough. So what happens is they can't really afford to, to pay people sort of too much salary because they often they often don't calculate what they should actually be charging in a solid way. So they don't actually mm -hmm. take into consideration, well, you know, when you build a business, I mean, one one thing is obviously the, the cost of, uh, like the cost of doing the work, but you also need mm -hmm. to have money for, um, like for ads, you need to have money for marketing in general and so on, right? So when you're building a, a business and when, you, when you're figuring out what rates you should charge, majority of people are way under charging in the beginning and that makes it mm -hmm. so difficult to actually go and hire good staff because you don't have the money and yeah yeah absolutely and that, that was also a challenge too like figuring out um what to pay people especially your first employee and what you can you know necessarily afford so i found myself going through LinkedIn and so many job descriptions, seeing what the average pay was, but it's just so different across the board. And especially when you're bringing on independent contractors, you're not really hiring someone on a salary or retainer rate. Um, you're paying someone their hourly rate. And so things, especially in the last couple of years have shifted so much. And it's really hard to know as a first time entrepreneur, 
what you should pay people, what's the right way to pay people, um, especially when you're bringing on someone who is a part-time worker. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and obviously, I mean, in some places it's more difficult than others, right? But obviously most countries have lots of rules and regulations and all that sort of stuff. And very often people, people when they hire in the beginning, they look at like, well, okay, this guy is going to be paid $3,000 a month. But there's a, often a lot more cost involved, right? Like it's not just the salary, right. but in many countries you have a, many additional costs and taxes and all this sort of stuff. So that's also extremely important to, to include when you're making your calculations with, for what you can afford. Right? Absolutely. Yes. So, super interesting. Super interesting. So um, in terms of team building, so you, you've, you've hired a few people now and what, what sort of the key lessons you've learned from that? One of the key lessons was hire people that know what they're doing instead of bringing on someone that you have to teach. Um, I would say in the last couple of months, we've brought on so many clients, which has been great, but that's taken a lot of time away from me having to teach people what to do. So I, I actually recently promoted um, a girl that's been with me for a really long time into an operations manager, because that's something I realized that I needed because I can't have a handle in every single project anymore. We have so many projects going on and I realized a lot of things were slipping through the cracks because I was, you know, the manager of all of these product projects. And we have like five people working with us now as account managers. And so it's really hard to have a handle on um, every single aspect of the business. And so what's been really great is I had hired my initial, my first hire who I always tell her, like, I can't, can't do anything without her. She is a one of a kind, um, took on an operational role that I didn't necessarily know I needed. Um, but it's been really, really great since then. And, um, I've really liked to bring on people within their own specialties. So instead of having me who doesn't specialize as a graphic designer doing all of the graphics, I brought on someone who does specialize in that, um, have brought on like podcast editors, just based on what we're doing and, and what is essentially needed. And that's, that's really how I've built a team has been based on the services that we're offering, what the client specifically needs, rather than me taking the brunt of the work and having to do a little bit of everything. Um, so that's essentially how, what I've learned, um, from the beginning, from starting out is you really need to put people where they're best fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one, one of the key things is that organizations in general exist for the specialization of labor and particularly mm -hmm. in a small business that can be a bit hard to get your head around because you need people doing a lot of different things because there's so many things to do. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a very important mindset to, to, to keep in mind that, you know, companies generally exist really to specialize people. Right. And right. I see it a lot of time where entrepreneurs is basically trying to duplicate themselves. So they know all this stuff. They're trying to hire other people who knows all this stuff. And, right. you know, sometimes they spend like years training someone only to then realize they leave because now they know so much stuff or whatever. Right. But, but, but fundamentally, like you want to go the opposite way around and you want to see initially when you're hiring, you want to see what's the most critical piece that we really need help with right now. And how do we find someone that's excellent at that work? Right. And right. that, 
that, I mean, again, people can always develop and grow within a company, right? But you want to really get someone on board that that are good at the one thing you need or the two small things you need or whatever, right? So that mm-hmm. that there's a very, very clear, that there's clear work going off your plate or going off your responsibility uh, to someone that you bring in, right? Right, exactly. Cool. So that's interesting. Um, where Where do you hire people? So where, where have you hired people so far? I've found a lot of people through some of the Facebook groups that I'm in. Um, that's also a place where I found a lot of clients. Um, but Facebook groups in the marketing industry are very active right now. And um, that's typically where I post my job listings. I found some people through LinkedIn. Um, I found a couple of people through Upwork for really small projects through Fiverr for graphic design. So kind of all over. Um, But I would say Facebook groups are the most reliable and where I've found people that have worked for me um, more long-term. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, networking is so critically important, right? And I, I think this is particularly in the early phase for many companies. That's one thing that a lot of people overlook, right? They're so busy building their business, but really getting out there, connecting with people, getting to know people, uh, even if you're not looking to hire right now, but both from a recruitment standpoint, from a client standpoint and so on, there's just so much value in networking in general. Right? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because my thought process around bringing someone on has changed a lot because everyone works remotely now, or most people want to work remotely now. And I had always had in mind of having an office space, and having people, you know, come work with me, very collaborative. That's how I started my, um, the way that I work um, in the marketing industry. And that's how I worked at different agencies. I worked at in-house, uh, on in-house marketing teams. So I always had the idea of, you know, having an internal team and making it uh, not remote. I mean, remote really started um, because of the whole pandemic, but now because of the industry I'm in, it's a lot easier to work remotely with people. Um, and I have a couple of girls that work with me locally just by happenstance, but most people are remote. I have some international contractors that work with me and um, it's just really interesting how that's completely evolved and my mindset has changed around wanting to have an in-house team versus now having a remote team. Yeah, I think like a lot of people have the idea of an office and so on. And, and there's definitely situations where it can make sense, right? But I think uh, as a business owner, when you start, particularly early on, when you start looking at the actual cost of having physical premises, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it very, most people very quickly realize that they must rather want to invest those money into additional staff, right? Right. Um, and I, I think, I think as you say, Corona have just, uh, Corona have catapulted the world forward when it comes to remote work, right? Because it, it forced companies into situations that, that like most companies, I've, I've been in sort of the remote industry for the last 10 years at least, right? Uh, and most companies always said like, no, you can't do that. That's not possible. You know, you need an office and all that. But because they were forced into a situation where they didn't have a choice, and then suddenly right. many of them realize not just it's working, but very often working much better without mm-hmm. having an office, right? Because people have more freedom and so on. So um, it, it's very, very interesting to see the development of that. But uh, 
yeah, it's it's interesting to hear your experience as well because it, it is definitely something many business owners go through and, and many also have the feeling of, you know, a real company have an office. Right. Um, <laughs> and I've yep. definitely seen a few people sort of fall in that trap, right? Yes. And, and I've definitely wanted to do that and wanted to hire more locally, but have found better talent elsewhere. Um, and people that I've worked with for over two years now as contractors, they just, you know, they like that nomad life and they have their own processes. Um, and I haven't really hired anyone full time yet. Some people have close to 30 hours, but I don't have really, most, mostly everyone is contractors. So the way that I work with people is, you know, we have projects, they have deadlines, but you still make your own schedule. And so every, everyone that works with me meets those deadlines, but they have their own schedule. I don't like to force anyone into that typical nine to five, because I don't want to be in that. Um, And that's essentially why I started my own business. So that's really why I have liked working with contractors. It's really worked out well for me. Um, remote work has been amazing these past couple of years, and it's really changed my thought process around owning a business and, and hiring. Cool. Cool. Super interesting. So, um, what, what's, what's the year ahead going to look like for you? So what, what are you going to achieve this year? Um, well, I would, even though I said I like working with contractors, this girl who was my first hire, my goal is to bring her on full time. I really enjoy working with her. She is um, still a student um, in getting her master's in marketing. So my goal would be to bring her on full time to work with me on my team as an operations manager. That's a goal I have for my team, um, continue to grow um, in the field that with industries that I really like. I've kind of fallen into the wellness industry, doing a lot of marketing for wellness influencers, e-commerce brands, service providers and such. So just continuing to grow, but also learn best practices and take take a lot of the things that I learned from 2021 and put them into action. Um, so just a lot of growth, I think for 2022 is what I'm looking forward to. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Any, any sort of challenges you see ahead? Challenges, mostly in terms of the services I'm providing specifically around paid advertising. I'm sure you've heard like Facebook, Google, um, audience tracking, like all of those issues, just kind of not necessarily challenge challenge challenges that will affect us, but new things that we have to learn and ways that we have to pivot for 2022 for that specific service. Um, You know, things change in social media, marketing all the time. So it's always, there are always challenges. Um, But that's, that's basically what I would say would be the biggest challenge for us this year. Um, Just trying to pivot with with what's trending and with what's happening. Well, it sounds like it's easy selling then. Yes. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the, what's the biggest mistake you feel you've made so far from a management standpoint? Um, from a management standpoint, I would say um, maybe bringing on people a little bit too quickly. I've had some people that I've brought on too quickly just because mainly not bringing on 
people who are not within their specialty. That's been the biggest challenge within managing. Also, um, I would say project management was an issue to start with probably in the beginning, towards the tail end of 2020 into 2021, we were bringing on a lot of clients at the time more than we could handle. And so trying to stay structured, organized, creating systems for onboarding, offboarding projects was definitely difficult, but um, the girls that work for me definitely voiced their concerns and we need to create better systems, um, better project management. So we've quickly learned from that, um, especially during um, the end of the year, which is a really heavy marketing time with all of the holidays, holiday sales, um, structure is critical. So um, we basically learned our lesson uh, in, during the holiday season of 2020 to really bring with us towards the end of this year that we definitely needed structure because it was getting a little bit wild there with all the amount, the workload that we had. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. What, what's the sort of project management tool and systems and so on have you set up? We use a couple of things. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Asana. We use that to uh, manage our client projects. Um, Everyone has their own profile. So we assign tasks to everyone. Um, We have Monday and Thursday meetings. So that's typically when we go through some of the projects that are not in our day-to-day that are added. We add them to Asana as tasks. We also use Airtable more as a content calendar where we build out our email content calendar, social media, paid advertising. And then we use Slack to stay in communication. So we build out all of our clients have their own channel. Um, Just so we're really on top of things, we have incredibly become incredibly organized in the last couple of months where now we have amazing systems in place. Um, So those are definitely the three that we cannot work without, I would say. Sounds good. Sounds good. It's it's never easy to implement systems, right? Because there's there's always a lot of like, what's the right system? When do we need it? What what do we need to do with it? And so on. There's there's typically a lot of of challenges getting the right systems in. Right. And there's so, there's so many softwares. There's so many project management systems. I've tried, I feel like hundreds of them in the last couple of years and have finally figured out what really works for us. Again, there something new might come up and we might try it out, but I would say we really honed in on like what works and yeah, it's it, having systems is essential to building a team, um, to having a, a, a bigger client portfolio. I really cannot live without these project management systems. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the, one of the key lessons that I've always learned is where most people go wrong is they think it's about the system, but really in most cases, it's about using the system because I see so many people who half ask kind of implement a system and some people in a company use it and some don't. And, you know, like, if, if you want to be successful with any project management, you have to make sure that, you know, whatever system you pick, everyone is using it. And they all have, you know, small, some good things and some, some things that are probably not ideal. But in the end of the day, the biggest thing is not what system you use, but the fact that you actually use one that exactly. tend to be the biggest differentiator. Right. So, but it takes time. You have to invest time to set it up, get it running um, mm-hmm. make sure it's set up for your use and for your needs and so on. So it's it's not like a, 
it's definitely not a five minute thing. You're just a uh, what love. No, so. it's definitely a time, a time commitment, but once it's done and once you take the time to set it up, it's, it is a game changer. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Melissa, any particular resources that you have used over the last while that you have found super helpful in your management journey? Um, I have a lot of mentors that I've worked with um, that has been the best resource for me. Other entrepreneurs, you know, really learning from them, um, getting feedback on on what I'm doing and maybe some of the, the issues that I'm having. Taking feedback from un- other entrepreneurs has been my biggest resource. I do listen to um, some podcasts, mostly within digital marketing, um, but in terms of my entrepreneurial journey, a lot of mentorship and um, that that's, that's truly been the best. If you can find someone that is within your industry, um, that has a lot more experience, um, that can help guide you through your processes, that would probably be the most beneficial, I would say. Can I ask how have you found your mentor or your mentors, I guess? Um, I found them through some Facebook groups and really just posting at a time where I was just like, I I really need someone's help right now in, um, in setting up management. I mean, talking about from how to do taxes, how to do pay, like my own payroll, how to invoice people, like the starting point is where I really needed help because, you know, I've left my job to do take this on freelance and then realizing that I did need to hire people. I, I needed to start from, from ground zero essentially. So I, I found someone um, in a, in a Facebook group. I found a couple of people on LinkedIn have reached out to them, people that have had more experience or have been in the industry a lot longer than I have just to see how, how they're doing things. Um, other resources that I've used for, um, like smaller tasks or smaller questions have truly been YouTube and Google and social media, other find trying to find other business owners and see how they, uh, cause a lot of people like to share their process. I- I'd say nowadays, <laughs> how they're doing things, how they're becoming successful. So I would say social media, the internet has been the biggest resource to me, but also, um, these mentors that I've found through LinkedIn and, um, and Facebook and, and just like local family friends as well that have, um, have their own businesses has been really helpful as well. Yeah. I'm so excited the way you talk about it, because uh, what I always tell people is just ask, right? Like the, the thing is, there's lots right. of relatively successful people out there that are more than happy to spend some time helping and supporting and mentoring um, people mm-hmm. if you ask the right way and you know if you sit down and say hey you have to spend five hours with me and like that's obviously not the way mm-hmm. to go around it but if you if you do things the right way there's generally lots of people willing to help and the main thing is asking reality is people right. think all these people get asked all the time but they rarely do like i'm sure elon musk or someone get like a lot of requests for mentoring right but but most normal <laughs> right. people mo- most successful people literally have no one asked them Right. So, so it's just about, right. you know, building the connection, be friendly about it, but ask the question. Right. Yeah. As, uh, another huge thing too, is feedback, getting feedback from clients has really changed um, the way that we've done things. Um, so really I make it a point to ask clients for feedback all the time on things that we can change updates that we can make. 
um, processes that they've liked. Um, that that's been really huge for us as well. Excellent, Melissa. That was fantastic to have you on. Um, if people are eager to get hold of you, what's the best way to do so? And yeah. Um, they can visit uh, my website, www.malinicreativeco.com. Follow me on Instagram, Malini Creative, uh, Malini Creative Co. Those are the best ways to definitely get in touch with me. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time and for sharing all of your experience and your journey. So it was awesome hearing about it. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you as well. And to the audience, thank you for listening all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.